Today on The Family Vacationer, we're talking about the iconic brand Stuckey's and the Travel Center's history of making road trips that much better here in the U.S. Episode 134 starts right now. Welcome to The Family Vacationer with Rob and Danny. Rob and Danny. The go-to podcast for families on the move. Welcome, friends. I'm Rob. And I'm Danny. And this is episode 134 of The Family Vacationer. Now, today we're going to do something a little different. If you are a road trip enthusiast and you're of a certain age, you no doubt remember the iconic Stuckey's Travel Centers. And if you're unaware of the history of Stuckey's, it all started back in the 1930s when W.S. Stuckey Sr. opened the very first Stuckey's Roadside Stand here in Eastman, Georgia. He and his wife, Ethel, began selling pecans from the family's orchard along with other local goodies, and their response was overwhelming. Travelers quickly fell in love with the warm hospitality and the delicious treats. And by the 1950s, Stuckey's had actually grown into a chain of roadside stores, becoming an essential pit stop for the families traveling along the highways. Now, one of the key elements that set Stuckey's apart was the focus on family-friendly hospitality. The Stuckey's believed in making travelers feel like they were visiting family and creating that warm and welcoming atmosphere at every stop. They also prioritize offering quality products, many of which were sourced locally, ensuring travelers had access to unique and tasty treats during their journeys. That's right. Road trips, you got to have road trip food, right? Yep. Uh, And I can tell you, I don't particularly care for pecans or pecans or however you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. But I... But I love stopping for those pecan rolls at Stuckey's. Right. You know, there was also always these fun tchotchkes to go through. Now, that was true whether we were headed to Florida, South Carolina, Tennessee. Opening the door to Stuckey's always felt like the unofficial start to our vacation. Now, various changes in ownership over the years and a pretty vicious change in the business landscape left the number of, has left the number of Stuckey's travel centers much lower today. I think it's all the way down to 13 Uh, But the brand is making a comeback, and that comeback is led by Stephanie Stuckey, granddaughter of WS, and we have her here today to talk about the comeback and how Stuckey's is still intertwined with road tripping here in the U.S. So, Stephanie, in the opening, we kind of went through a brief history of Stuckey's and and how it's been intertwined with uh, the American road trip experience, but it's better to let you tell it, if you will. Just give us a little brief history of Stuckey's. Yeah. I'd be happy to. So 85 year history. Let's see if I can do it in under two minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trip in the way back machine to 1937 in the during the depression. My grandfather, W.S. Stuckey, started the company as a roadside pecan stand. And he built it from that to at its peak. We had 368 stores in 40 states. He owned a candy plant that produced our signature candy, which is the pecan log roll. And he had a distribution center that sold all these chotskis, like rubber alligators and ashtray shaped like toilets that said, put your butts here and all sorts of fun, kitschy stuff. Mm. And he also had a billboard company. We had 4,000 billboards all over the nation's highway saying 500 miles of Stuckey's, 200 miles of Stuckey's. Every store had dozens of signs and He had a trucking company. I mean, it was this vertically integrated business. And, you know, from a 
$35 loan his grandmother gave him. He ended up selling it for $14 million, which at the time was a lot of money in 1964. So he sold the company, cars born. What followed was decades of outside ownership and unfortunately mismanagement by a series of different corporate outside owners. And then three years ago, yeah. I had the completely unexpected opportunity to buy the company. And so that's our story. Uh, I bought it 2019, right before COVID. Oh. November 2019. Yeah, great time. Zero business background. And we were six figures in debt. All the stores were gone. Candy plant gone. Billboard company gone. Distribution center gone. Trucking company gone. I basically bought a trademark. And we had to rebuild it from almost nothing. Only 13 stores remained, and we didn't own any of them. They paid oh. us a, a modest licensing fee. Yeah. That, that was it. That was the business. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, what was... we're now profitable, I'd like to say. And uh, we bought a plant, and we're reinventing the yeah. brand. And uh, life is good, but it was, it was hard. My grandfather's candy factory was in complete disrepair. Oh. And it also happens to sit on a railroad right away. So there's a cloud on the title. Even if I could get the money to revive it, we ended up buying gotcha. a fully operational candy and pecan plant outside mm -hmm. of Augusta, Renz, oh, Georgia. Wow. Okay. That is now the headquarters for Stuckey's. But the cool thing is my grandfather did business with the company that we bought. Okay. The company we bought is called Atwell Pecans. It's now Stuckey's Pecans. And it was founded in 1935. And my grandfather did business with Mr. Atwell. And I can look out my office at the candy plant, look out the window, and I can see an old Stuckey store, mm -hmm. which I think is such a good sign. So my grandfather actually had one of his stores across the street. It is now shuttered. So maybe someday I'll get the money to revive that. But there's there's some nice synergy with the town, and that plant has been the key to our revival. We've gone from five employees to a hundred, good, and we've gone from two million in sales to fourteen million in sales in a little over two years. So the growth is there, and we're making our comeback. Yeah, that's that is awesome. I have to confess, I, and I did this in the opening. I don't like pecans, which you know, as a southerner, can get my southern card, you know, clipped. But I love the pecan rolls growing up. And I said this in the opening. It, it wasn't vacation until we hit the Stuckey's door where I could get me a pecan roll and some kind of tchotchke that, yeah. you know, may or may not have made it through the duration of the vacation yeah. even. But I, that was vacation. That was the start of vacation going into Stuckey's. Well, I love that. That even though you don't like pecans, you like a pecan log roll. So thank I you. Did. I did. Absolutely. They're so good. And you, yeah. you raised a good aspect a very important critical aspect about our brand it's literally our dna that we are all about the road trip and right. i am mindful as i reinvent the brand as a consumer packaged good that i don't lose sight of our roots right so the story and the narrative about what our brand represents is still just drenched in that roads that road trip experience right so we are all about the fun and the excitement and the freedom that a road trip represents, just getting in a car and mm -hmm. 
having the control of where you want to go, where you want to pull over, who drives with you, what snacks you take <laughs> along for the ride, which will always include a log girl from Stuckey's, what tunes you listen to, who, you know, the whole experience is still part of our, our brand and always will be. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned road trips. What was it like growing up in a family whose business is really closely related with travel? I mean, do you have any like, you know, big vacation memories connected to Stuckey's? It's interesting because I took road trips like any other kid who grew up in that magical era when the road trip was all the rage, which is really the the golden era, in my opinion, is like the 60s yeah. and the 70s. And I was born mm -hmm. in 65. So yeah. the 70s was when we would take these long trips. And back then, nobody thought anything of just loading a whole family. There were five in my family. I'm number four. So I was in the way back of the Woody station wagon. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, just get, right, get on the road for, for four days. You know, we yep. didn't think anything of it. And we'd pull over at the fun motels that it's heartbreaking to drive by some of them now they're totally run down and decrepit but we used to pull over at these fun motels and we went to south of the border and all those kitschy places wiki watchy we went to florida like everyone else and we stopped at stuckey's like everyone else my grandfather yeah, sold yeah. the company before i was even born so oh. it's interesting because of course it had my last name up there and i knew right. that was my grandfather's company had been but he didn't own it anymore. Mm. So it wasn't like we got to run wild in the stores and just start grabbing yeah. tomahawks. Sorry if that's a political <laughs> incorrect, but we used to sell that cowboy and Indian stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah, I remember. Some stuff is, I know, inappropriate for the present day, but it was cool I had the wooden cushions and the pet rocks. You know, like I couldn't just run grab those. I had to beg my parents like everyone else to <laughs> buy a stuff. The, the only thing that we did not have to beg our parents was to pull over at Stuckey's because we yeah. always pulled over. Good. So how have travel trends influenced Stuckey's throughout the years? I had a big influence. Uh, with We peaked when the road trip peaked, and, and then we declined when the road trip declined. Right. The, the downfall of the road trip, it was it was almost a you know it got hit with a, a a variety of things all external factors but the arab oil embargo mm -hmm. was really hard and those mm -hmm. of you who lived through that era i know there were just long gas lines and people just mm -hmm. quit road tripping and then there were some changes in the airline regulations at the federal level that made domestic airfare affordable to families before that right. it had been business and luxury travel so suddenly americans didn't have to get in a car and drive hmm. for five days to go visit relatives in california they could take a plane and then uh, the other thing that really sort of this this predated a lot of those you know those two events but it was a slow burn for the road trip and that is the interstate highway system and it's mm -hmm. interesting because it was a, it, it, in many ways, you know, the interstate highway system enabled people to to travel fast and more conveniently. Right. But it also bypassed all these great sort of classic road tripping routes like Route 66 and the Lincoln right. Highway and the Dixie Highway that had all the fun wigwam motels and <laughs> the coffee shops that were shaped like a giant pot 
Yeah. And the muffler men, if you know, the giant statues, the, the mm. roadside giant statues, all of that fun stuff, the petting zoos and the uh, lunchbox museums and the world's largest ball of <laughs> twine, right? Those weren't on the interstate. <laughs> right, yeah. right. For sure. So, you know, yeah. it was just a different era. And the fun thing is that the road trip is is making a comeback just like Stucky's is. And I've had the pleasure of speaking at several Route 66 events and Route 66 is having its centennial in 2026. So there's especially oh, wow. interest because the hundred year anniversary is coming up. Yeah. And yeah. you're seeing a rediscovery of Route 66 and of the road trip writ large. Well, air yeah. travel is, is a disaster these days, so. Yeah, you know, if you if you can road trip, it's it's better to do that than try to fly on a plane right now. So yeah, you cannot see the lunchbox museum at thirty thousand feet. That is true. <laughs> you can't yeah. experience. Where is that? I have to know where that you is. You can't experience place. Uh, it's in Columbus, Georgia, and I have been twice. Is it? Oh, oh my god! I went gosh. through there. I've been to Columbus yeah. a billion times, and I've never gone. No, I drove through there like two weeks ago. I didn't know. I had such a great thing to stop at when I passed through. I just went, I had no idea. I'm writing that down. You know, what also <laughs> is sort of a, a, a interesting thing to see in Columbus. I, I can totally geek out, like name a city. I'm still getting to every state, but I mm -hmm. really pride myself on learning interesting offbeat places to visit that yeah. really tell the story of a place. Yeah. And Columbus also happens to have the grave of John Pembroke, who was the inventor of Coke, the Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah, okay. Hmm. Did not know that. He died penniless. He sold the formula. I'm going to get the amount wrong, but it was like $2,000. I mean, it was ridiculous. And he yeah. was a, a morphine addict because he'd been injured in the Civil War. So he died penniless. His grave isn't anything spectacular in and of itself but what is cool is that all these people come by and left coke memorabilia oh, on his wow. website that's cool that is amazing yeah so all right when you decided to bring back the stuckey's brand you know what what was your vision there is I had it family related okay i i didn't know what i was going to do I, <laughs> I i was clueless I would love yeah. to say that I, I mean, I think I did have initially this grandiose idea that I was going to revive the stores, but yeah. I, I got hit with reality very quickly because reviving just one store minimum would be $500,000, wow. not including operational cost. And you have to have hundreds of stores. Yeah. Yeah, all right, right. They have an impact. I mean, when my grandfather started Stuckey's 1937, that was before TA or Pilot or Love's. Before there were, were any of those stores, before Bucky's, there was Stuckey's. Right. We mm -hmm. were yeah. the first. My grandfather was the first. He, he really created the roadside retail chain that we know today yeah. that offered gas and clean restrooms and a quick hot snack and... Mm -hmm the fun souvenirs, and then he had his signature candies. And that whole experience, there was a chain that was replicated. Mm -hmm. He was the first one to really do that on a big scale. 
Yeah, and you, you mentioned Bucky's. Yeah. It's it's very interesting yeah. because a lot of things that made Stucky's famous, it seems like they're doing. They've replicated that. Yeah. With the billboards. It's like Stucky's the, on steroids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Stucky's Texas style on steroids, right? <laughs> yeah, right. We had two gas pumps. They have 160. That's, yeah. We had four restrooms. They have 50, right? We had a pot of coffee. They have a whole row. They have a pecan log roll. Oh, really? Uh, I haven't okay. seen that one. You know, I mean, I, I bring all that up to say that times change and the and the roadside retail landscape has changed. Yeah. The competitive environment on the interstate is fierce. Yeah. So for us to play in that game, I would have to win the lottery. And winning the lottery is not a good business strategy. Right. Yeah, right. It's just not going to happen. It could right? happen. <laughs> I mean, maybe it will. Who knows? Yeah. I buy a lot of tickets. What the heck? But I think of it more as a donation to Georgia's mm-hmm. educational system. That's really what it is. <laughs> I'm the Hope Scholarship. But I, I had to reinvent it, you know? I, I just, I had to reinvent the brand. And yeah. I had to figure out mm. how to become profitable. And it took me a year to, to get the vision for how I was going to make that happen. So the pecan roll mm-hmm. was a great yeah. place to start because again, even somebody who didn't who doesn't like pecans, I love the pecan roll. So how did you go about wanting to revive that? I mean, obviously, you mm-hmm. still there's still some stores around. What was the vision in just using that as kind of a, a launching point, a relaunching point? Yeah, I actually have a very specific moment when the turnaround strategy came to me, and then it took another year it's still evolving but to to really put the team together and start executing it but i was visiting all of the stores when Mm -hmm. i first bought the company i thought okay well let me visit the stores fortunately there were only 13 but they were very spread out and it was right after covid had hit so i was dealing with all those issues travel was a little harder but i went to this one stores in marion arkansas it has since been torn down it looked so bad. It had a gaping hole in the roof. It was falling apart. None of the gas tanks worked. They had plastic bags over them with stick it notes saying out of order. It was oh just terrible. And I remember sitting in the parking lot crying and not knowing what to do. And then I thought, you know, in moments of crisis, I found what gets you through when you're just overcome with anxiety and, and fear yeah. is just be insanely intensely present, right? So I'm like, all right, you're right here. What can you do right here in this moment where you are? And I was like, well, I guess I'll go in the store, right? I'm here. I've Mm. driven, I mean, I've like driven two days to see this (laughs) embarrassment. (laughs) And so I walk in the store and you know what I saw? It was filled with people Mm. and they were buying. Wow. Yeah. And I yeah, went to this guy in line and I said, why are you here? This place is a dump. <laughs> yeah, right. And he said, maybe Stuckey's is a fixer up, but fixer upper, but so am I. And so is this country. And I believe Ooh. in both. Wow. wow. All right. And nice. He said, Did you hire him on the spot? Yeah, he shared with me, <laughs> you know, I used to road trip as a kid and I still remember Stuckey's, you know, he was of yeah. a certain age. He was our demographic and which we're trying to <laughs> get lower age and we're, we're working on that. We're making some progress. But anyway, he said, I remember Stuckey's and, and I remember what it was. And 
I still have those fond memories. And, and I just thought, ding, 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 like that's, we can still sell product. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I checked our, our financials for that store. And despite the store looking so bad, we were still making a very modest amount of money at that store because people were buying product. Mm-hmm. Right. But but our margins were so slim because we were paying other people to make our product. Everything was outsourced at that point since the candy mm-hmm. plant had been shuttered and mm-hmm. the design work had suffered because we had like these in-house designers at the co-packers. And I swear to God, some of it looked like someone's flunky <laughs> nephew who couldn't get a job anywhere else. Like, oh, here's a Stucky's logo. Slap that on there. I mean, it just looked terrible. And oh, the quality suffered because we weren't making the product anymore. We were getting some of our nuts from wherever, Mm. Mexico. We're an American brand. We happen to be in the number one state, Georgia, for pecans. And we were sourcing our nuts from from Mexico. I mean, it was just, Mm. and I thought, well, that's that's how we can revive the brand. Like, we can get the margins better if we manufacture. And I couldn't find any investor who would invest in a retail operation it was just too risky. Plus we were selling gas and gas has volatile price fluctuations. So, I mean, I tried, I couldn't get private equity. Yeah. Thank God I couldn't. I mean, it would have been the wrong move. Mm, and right. I was able to get government loans during the pandemic for food production in rural areas. Oh, wow. Okay. And I got a business partner who was a pecan farmer and he knew the pecan business. And so that, that was- works. That's what, that was when things turned around and we bought this candy plant that was already operational. So that's a big part of how we've grown from five to a hundred employees. It was through the merger and the acquisition. And we, but we've added people, we've built a team that that business has grown since we've purchased it. And that's our future as a snack and pecan business. Yeah. So we've talked about road trips. How do you think, the you know Stuckey's confections enhance the travel experience for families on the road. I I think maybe you've given us a hint about that, and, and us too yeah. because we all have those memories. But what do you think about that? Well, first of all, we do sell our product at a lot of stores and locations that are along travel routes. Doesn't have to be the interstate. And actually, we've mm. got quite a few along Route 66, mm. which I absolutely love. Yeah. We just got a new account along Route 66 today, by the way. So I'm awesome. super excited. All right. Yeah. But we, so that's one. And then uh, the other is we just tell the story of the road trip. So mm. it is part of our, of our brand. It's the narrative. And so I tell stories of going on the road and visiting the stores that sell our product. Yeah. But it doesn't matter if you buy our product at the Food Lion, because we're in Food Lion and Ingalls or Bell's retail stores and you know, throughout the Southeast, especially, or Hobby Lobby or at home. I mean, our, our retail partner list is growing. Yeah. I want folks to think about the history of our brand, the connection to place and experience. Mm-hmm. And I think regardless of whether we own and operate any stores that that is going to always be there. Now, yeah. having said that, I do have a vision in the future. And my partners share this. I have two partners now that we will own and operate, you know, maybe three to five Stuckey's locations mm-hmm. in the future. 
And I think as we grow and the brand gains recognition, it will be easier to find partners that might be interested in building those stores. Maybe we could even, you know, license off that branch of the business. Yeah. So maybe we would yeah. own it, but we would control the look, the brand, the feel, mm -hmm. and those would all be roadside destinations. So we could, we could use those small number of stores to tell the story of the brand. They would really be more about telling the story of the brand. Yeah. So then people would then some of the many other locations that you can buy our product. For sure. It's like the M&M stores. Right. If you've ever seen a handful mm -hmm. of M&M stores. Yeah. yeah. All mm -hmm. about, I mean, I don't even know if those stores make a profit, to be honest, because uh, one of them's on Times Square. The, the cost, the overhead of that store must mm -hmm. be insane. Yeah. But it's about marketing. In Vegas right. as well. That has to be yeah. a crazy overhead. Yeah. But it's about marketing. Mm-hmm. I, who knows? Maybe it's fabulously successful, but it's it's more the concept of we want people to connect with our brand mm -hmm. and then go out to the thousands and thousands of retailers out there that sell our product. Yeah. Nostalgia is a powerful thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great thing about a road trip and a vacation is that you treat yourself. Yep. And that's what I love about being a candy brand, but we also do have some healthy snacks because we are pecan company as well. Mm. But it's all about treating yourself and it's okay every now and then to it's to, to just enjoy what I think is an affordable luxury. It's yep. like a yep. latte at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Might mm -hmm. not be able to afford one every day, but I think just about all of us can occasionally treat ourselves to a really good piece of candy. Really go. nice latte. You know, just these occasional treats. We all deserve those. Mm -hmm. We talk all the time that uh, on vacation, the calories don't count anyway. So That's right. That's right. There you go. They really don't. They're an exemption. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's because you're you're having so much pleasure and joy. Like, that's just burning the calories. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So in bringing back the Stucky brand, we know that you visited a lot of different places across the country. What are some of your favorite places to travel with your family? Tucumcari, New Mexico. It is right along Route 66. It is like going through a time warp. For mm. some reason, Tucumcari had more motels than almost any other town along Route 66. And I've heard some theories about that. I've asked some of the hotel owners. Some of them have said it, it was a perfect stopping point if you were doing the route from California. So it's just this bright number of miles where people are starting to get tired. But it also just happened to be in the, the vibe of the town that they had all these cool motels with amazing retro neon signs and the cool little, they have all the different kinds. They have the motor court motels and then they have one that is called the Roadrunner Lodge that has the vibrating finger beds and it's mm -hmm. still only quarter, just like when we were kids. There's one called the Blue Swallow Inn that's just so beautiful. The neon is iconic. Uh, so, you know, it's just that town is just amazing. They've got a great old diner, Dallas Diner, and I took my kids and, and they absolutely loved it. So that one, that one is definitely on my yeah. bucket list. Uh, Springfield, Illinois is one I really enjoy too. 
land of Lincoln. They've got a lot of fun historical things to see, but I, I, this is just a total shameless plug. There is an old Stuckey's there. Hmm. And it's the iconic roof. Those of you who remember sort of the sloped roof. Yeah. Yeah. And it was in complete shambles. And this man bought it, renovated it, and initially turned it into a you know, just place where you would pull over. And he just kept growing and growing it. It's a restaurant and now it's a motel. Uh, not a motel. It's a it's a music venue. Oh wow. It's a gathering space. They have outdoor seating. Now they have motorcyclists that have, you know, drive-in events there. They have car hops. They have all sorts of community events there. I mean, it is just amazing. It's called Motorhead's Bar and Grill, Motorhead 66 Bar and Grill. So wow. huge fan of that location. Yeah. <laughs> I've got lots more, but those are yeah. just <laughs> two that immediately come come to mind. That's great. Of course, anywhere in Florida. Just Florida yes. the entire yeah, state is a road trip destination. Like just you can rattle off all the all the fun places that are still very visitable, if that's a mm-hmm. word. Yeah. Uh, you know, Route 66, one of the things that got ignited my interest in that was cars, the movie Cars, watching that with my kids. Yeah. Made me want to get back on Route 66. So Yeah. It would have been great. Yeah, and you can visit those destinations. You know, the movie mm-hmm. is based on reality so you can go to the rock cafe and the waitress in the movie is the owner in real life like you can meet her nice <laughs> that is great fantastic. it's really fun like so many of those places yeah. are are still there sounds like we need to do a show on route 66 dan yep absolutely <laughs> yeah michael wallace is considered the grandfather of route 66 and he wrote the the definitive guidebook to route 66 and was hired as a consultant for cars oh wow and actually has a cameo in cars he's the voice of the sheriff really mm-hmm. yes yeah so if you can get michael wallace like that would be a real coup because he's a very sought after a uh, speaker for road trip enthusiasts. He's working on like his, I don't know, 20th book or something. I just heard him at the route 66 road fest. He was the, yeah. I was just one of the speakers. He was the closing ceremony speaker. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. And I want to point our listeners to make sure and visit stuckies.com for your awesome confection treats there. Stephanie, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. And if y'all want to follow me on social media, not mm-hmm. only under my name, but also at Stucky Stop. Stucky Stop. Will do. Yes. Yeah. We'll definitely yeah. put that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity. It's been great. Be on the road. Hey, everyone. If you're ready to plan your next family vacation, call my dad. He would love to help you as a certified travel agent. He never charges a fee to help you plan your vacation. Email him at rjones at starstufftravel.com. Get started planning your vacation today. That does it for this week's show. Join us next week as we take a look at beautiful Bend, Oregon. Till next time. Thank you for listening to the Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear more of Robin Danny.